Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amazon is hiring near you. Earn a competitive wage and start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Health and safety are a top priority with all of our roles and sites. Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Go to amazon.com slash apply. That's amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. The following program is an MLWRadio.com production. It's not the best one. It's not the great one. You're speaking with the juiciest one. Okay. What it is, what it yeah, is. Come here, I need to talk to you. What's going down, Larry? Listen to this, all right? Oh. In the doctor's office earlier, there's a guy sitting there, a skinhead, okay? He looks at me and he says, what the fuck are you looking at, Jew boy? What? Fucking faggot. What? What you do? What I do? Yeah, what you do? I slunk out. You slunk out? Slunk. I slunk out. So you didn't do shit, and you punked out. That's what the fuck happened, right? Yeah, I punked out. I punked out. How'd that happen? What was I going to do? The guy, the guy could have killed me. Next time a man call you a fucking faggot, you getting that ass, Larry. You know what I mean? You getting that ass, Larry. That's what the fuck you do. What are you talking about? You let that man ass? slide today. You got to immediately get in somebody's ass when that happens to you. You pull their asshole open, step into their asshole, close the door behind you, take a spray paint can, right? Uh-huh. Larry was here. You spray paint, Larry was here, wash me, all that kind of shit. Fuck this whole asshole up. These are snicker bars, throw some paper on the floor, read a newspaper, boil the paper up the newspaper, and throw the newspaper on the floor. Mm-hmm. Fuck this whole asshole up. You know what I'm saying? Then you yeah. open that asshole one more time. Open it again, open that asshole again. Oh! Step out his ass. And leave that motherfucker wide open so he know you've been there. Open it up. Step, Step in. in the Spray was paint. Larry, Larry was here. here. Leave garbage. Snickers. Eat Snickers. Leave garbage. Spit. Fuck it. Get out. Mm. Open it up again. Yeah. Step out the asshole. Step out. Don't even close that motherfucker. Leave it open so he know you've been there. You feel me? I got you. I That's got how you. you handle people. Mm. Get in that ass, Larry. Don't worry. All right. Hope you don't get me killed. Orgullosamente Latino hasta la muerte y después. Worldwide Latino pride. The ambassadors of violence. LAX, K Dog, the notorious 187 homicide. Bang, 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 I'm from Miami, not Compton. Down with the S's and the 6 4 hopping. To my body was in the 787. And in those up in Brooklyn, pulling 211. I come through stomping, rolling in 
chucks Making sure you suckers feel me every time we bust Shackled up like a nut going 5150 Get up in the feed up free stuff and some dicky Welcome to Keeping It 100 with Conan Millions and millions of downloads and pound after pound of Iranian tobacco later We are now home on MLW Radio I am MC for the week, Lily. You can catch me on Instagram at LilaForever369. This week, controversial former WWE Cruiserweight Champion Enzo is here, along with his producer, Spiff. Former WCW President and 83 Weeks co-host Eric Bischoff returns to the show to wrap up his engaging conversation with Conan and D.I. about the world today. All this plus the Master Public Minute, listener emails, the disco list, and more. And now, without further delay, let's hand it off to the master of the verbal gem. It's Conan. Yo, we're back with episode 151 of Keeping It 100 with Conan, the mighty, mighty D.I., and JoJo, the Philly entrepreneur. What up? Boom. What's going on? How's it going? Uh, you were telling me off the air about the uh, we might have an unannounced run in by Thorn. Uh, maybe uh, he's perched over uh, there on the couch, ready to overhear and uh, <laughs> lick. You know, it's at any point it looks like. So, <laughs> all right. I want to make a point before we get off. Before we start off hot here, yeah. Um, is that there's a a fake news campaign right. that goes on on social media where a lot of people, like in the, especially in the YouTube section, uh, right. where we go to the YouTube comments, that a lot of people think. That I, I talk over people, right? Okay. Do you think that? Why accurate? would they think that? Why? Why do you think they would think that? I don't know, but like just just to <laughs> yeah, show. Me neither. Okay. Yeah, me just neither. To sh- just to show that I'm not. And I think this is fake news, but to show that I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm going to be more relaxed, more laid back. I'm not going to be as aggressive. And to prove that, I'm drinking a cup of Death Wish coffee. Okay, so hopefully that should help uh, me, you know, to relax a little bit. It probably won't make me, you know, edgier, like want to talk over people and stuff. Does that different. have cannabis or something in it that no, it makes just, you no, it's relax? Just got, no, it doesn't make you relax at all. It's, it, uh, it's, it's a has, it's shitload like, of caffeine. It's like a get. nitro caffeine. Might yeah, be worse. I had that before. All right. So why don't you have yeah. some – why don't you get you, invest in a vape pen, hit it up, and chill out before the show? No, I'd rather do the Death Wish coffee. Wasn't it uh, – D.I., didn't you say that you drank uh, Rain – isn't that the one you said drink, or is it the other no. one? No, 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 no. You drink the I, other one? I like one. Uh, I, I'm a fan of Bang. Yes. Bang, Bang Energy Drinks. Number one, a girl that works in my club, or that has worked at the club before, is one of, one of the models for it. She's, she's got like like 2.5 million Instagram followers and everything, all that. But she's one of the, the spokespersons for it. So. And what do you like about it? Um, it doesn't make you jittery. It doesn't have like to make it. It's just uh, it tastes. It's got zero calories. So right. on the keto diet, you can drink it, you know, and stuff right. and all that. And it's got a bunch of like, it's got like creatine amino acids. It's, it's got a decent amount of healthy supplements in it, and it doesn't make you edgy. So, I, and I've never been an energy drink guy. Yeah, you know, that's funny because I remember when we were in WCW, and I don't know if you were at the same club because we usually hung out, but I remember when we were in Europe specifically, and I remember being like in Germany, and they were like, when Red Bull first came out, they used to give them out for free. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, so you do remember? Yeah. You too. You you too, uh, Joe. I remember. Uh, it wasn't before Red Bull. It was Sobe. You remember Sobe and the little black can yeah. with the two lizards on it? That's the first one I really remember. I when I was hanging out on a college campus, like they would have, you know, their 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 whatever team around giving cans. What were you doing shit. hanging out in a college campus? I was. Uh, well, I was twenty. 
So my girlfriend right, went. But you weren't I, in college, that's for no. damn sure. So what were you doing there? I had a girlfriend up there and selling pharmaceutical. I mean, uh, just hanging out, you know, making a couple dollars here and there and uh, being a bad influence. You were selling drugs. Maybe here and there. Maybe a little bit. What did you sell? Ecstasy pills and dope? No, man. It was, a, it was a college campus. I was selling Ritalin and Adderall. I don't know why oh, I didn't Oh, yeah. This, but... a bunch of <laughs> oh, like they took no X back then. Were you then? contributing to the <laughs> opioid epidemic in the United States? Not, the, no. not downers, uppers. Yeah. No, I never sold ecstasy, but uh, I definitely partook. So. Interesting. Very interesting. Did you, ever com- did you ever confuse a male for a female while you were on ecstasy? Not that I remember, but there's been there could be shaky there's shaky memories <laughs> right. in there. Yeah. You know, you never know. Well, okay, since Long-haired I just guys. interrupted, let's let's get back into the shoutouts so we don't forget them. Here. All right, <laughs> yeah. So we start off the show uh, every time with the shoutouts, and uh, uh, this week we're going to shout out Gary Lee Jackson from L.A., uh, Santiago Carrillo from Merced, California, um, James T. Davidson of St. Louis. Hector Canal is another guy from L.A. who's actually a friend of a mutual friend who's actually in prison, Papi Pineda. He'll be out in two years. Sean Breton from Salina, Kansas. And there's some guy here that I can't even understand what I wrote. So who knows what. what uh... Okay. Um, I just want to make sure that everybody checks out our, our Patreon site at Conan.me. That's where we put up all the excess audio from the shows and all the stuff that I uh, do backstage. You know, we do interviews and people coming out into the ring or cutting promos, a lot of regionalized uh, promotions. Like sometimes wrestlers will send me a promo for a specific promotion. And so I'll, sometimes we'll put those up there too. Um, are you still putting up anything from Sapphire's DI or no? Uh, I haven't. I, I'm going to if I go to the pool. When I go, I go to the pool. I start posting pics from there. All right. I'll start posting pics from there. So he'll be putting some stuff up there from Sapphires. And um, what else, Joe? Anything else that I'm missing um, for Patreon members? Yeah, <clears throat> we also put up uh, video segments every week. Usually, it's a video version of the mailbag in the disco list. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually, we interviewed Eric Bischoff for about an hour. And uh, that whole segment went up right away that night, and that's actually gotten some rave reviews uh, on Twitter and on Patreon. So usually the full interviews will go on Patreon immediately. So if you hear an interview broken up a little bit over a couple of weeks, the full deal is on Patreon. And that'll probably be, th- that'll be the case with this week's interview with Enzo, too. Uh, if you're hearing this, the whole interview with Enzo is on Patreon and available right now. Um, the other thing is, if uh, obviously the letters section, if you want to send questions, send them to uh, k100questions at gmail.com. Is that the same place they send musical submissions to? Yep. Uh, emails and musical submissions to the Juicy Seal can go to k100questions at gmail.com. We'll probably be rotating Vinny Paz and uh, uh, Frankie Kazarian on the, on the Juicy Seal. So send in your uh, musical selections, boom. And you can also check us out at Facebook on facebook.com slash K100Conan. And Joe's usually on there, Manning the Wheels of Steel, in our, which is the one that he usually does, the YouTube? Yeah, he usually does the uh, YouTube channel. The Keep it, it's under Keeping It 100 Official. Uh, over a million views now, over 5,000, almost 5,500 subscribers. He's done so. an incredible job. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, shouts up to him on that. No shout outs for your musical hip hop selections and your crummy jokes, but <laughs> you, you weren't going to get away with me just putting you over. So just <laughs> go ahead, Joe. But that's a good place to go too if you're, uh, you know, a weekly listener and stuff and you want to, you know, join in on some conversation. There's a lot of chatter. Not chatterbait, just a lot of chatter going on over on the Keeping It 100 official YouTube channel. So if you're a YouTube, uh, you got an account and everything, check out the channel, subscribe, and join in. Yeah, okay, and let's, let's, let's try to keep the comments within the, within the boundaries of good taste because uh, a lot people of the people getting people, out of hand. Well, they're, they're coming in there and they're making personal attacks against me. 
Right. Uh, you know, uh, they discredit my good name. Right. They use, they use vulgar language, and I think it's inappropriate. Is there a good chance the YouTube comment section might be put on the list one day, if that continues or no? I don't know. Uh, right. So let's start off with the mailbag. Right. Um, the first one's from P. Alberto Sanchez. The subject is money in the bank. Uh, Conan and Disco, can anyone defend Brock winning money in the bank now? A part-time champion, Brock was what turned off viewers. Is this pay-per-view the moment the more people realize Vince has officially lost it? Who should have won that match? Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I think Brock Lesnar should have won the match. I mean, that's... yeah, but, but that whole thing with the suitcase is so stupid. I mean, everybody's carrying that thing around. It's just it says, bro, everything they're there's doing some right now guys, is... There's some guys that have cashed it in and got a real good pop, you know, Edge. like when Miz beat ADR, yeah, Edge. CM Punk. You know, there are a couple guys that did it that, you know, but, you know, it's, yeah, you have to have the right guy, the right storyline. It doesn't just work for everybody. But that's why I see the fanboys going crazy. Why wouldn't you do that? I thought that was a great, it caught me off guard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, <clears throat> and, and, and we need more of that in this spoiler-driven thing that we were talking about. Like, you know, you and me, when we're watching, for example, Game of Thrones disco, you know, we just watch it every Sunday, and that's about it. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And we don't want to know spoilers. So for a, a fan base that kind of wants to know spoilers, I don't know why you would want to, you know? Right. Uh, right. A swerve like that out of nowhere I thought was great. Yeah. What did you think, Joe? Uh, I Yeah, same thing. I wasn't expecting it, and uh, I'm a Brock fan. And I don't think there's a lot of stars on their programming. To me, Brock is a star, and he brings Paul with him, who makes for entertaining segments. It's not a bad thing. I don't see how anyone can see it as a bad thing. And with Fox and Saudi Arabia coming up, you know, you, you knew they were going to bring him back. They need star power. So I wasn't, I wasn't surprised, but I was, you know, surprised the way they used him anyway. But I'm, I'm excited to see him back. Well, this is the thing is that the, the people don't, don't realize is that, you know, Giving people a suitcase doesn't make you a star. Giving somebody a win doesn't make you a star. They're not doing anything for any of the characters' character development. None of the characters have personal issues because their character flaws and traits are clashing with other people's character flaws and traits on the show. All they're doing is just, just everybody's trying to win the belt and they're figuring out ways to give it to this guy and this guy. And then they're having the, and the guy you can carry you can carry around a suitcase and win the belt at any time. It's, it's just bro. It's just a silly. Like, no, but when, it, when the but, focus but, but of the it, show is on that, it's just, just say silly, one thing, you know? But it has been done right, bro. Somebody sent this. It's overdone. This is like, should, yeah, this right, should right, be like right, something right, right, that right, right. happens exactly. once every blue moon. Right. You know, exactly. not like every right. year. There you're so right. Yeah. Right. right. So, yeah. yeah. It's overdone uh, much like the like the general manager spot. You know right. what I'm saying? Cause, cause just overdone. Yeah, how much creativity can you use with the guy's carrying around a suitcase all the time? You know, it's like it looks it looks silly. It does. I mean, it's done. They're like, oh, you you have to have the suitcase on you at all times. This thing, bro. I'm, I just, I've never, I've never thought that thing did, did anything for anybody. I thought it made, I thought it makes it look goofy. All right. Next, next one is from Polyester. Uh, welcome back. Evening, gentlemen. Much like the Game of Thrones series finale, I like to start off by saying how underwhelming Conan's zoo count has been over the last few months. And of course, it has been pointed out in my weekly K100 reviews on Twitter, where I constantly put over Discord on a week-in, week-out basis. My question is to all three of you, since all of you have worked in the ring. What is the most embarrassing... Wait, wait one second. <laughs> when, when did you work in a ring, uh, Joe? Maybe on a futon. Well, watch your kazoo that. He says your kazoo cuts. That is true. <laughs> For the first thing in the hit of the ring, <laughs> unless you were in some sort of circle jerk and you guys made a ring, that might be the only thing I could think of. Nothing. Drum circle. But, uh, <laughs> 
What's the most embarrassing thing y'all did on camera? What was the one thing y'all were most proud that you did on camera? Keep up the great work, Jojo and Conan. You two are the pillars of K100. Some polyester, the evil tail. Well, fuck him if you don't want to put me over too. All right. Uh, I'll say the most embarrassing thing is when I came out from my ring entrance against Jericho and fell on my ass. I slipped and fell right in my, my ass, and the whole crowd popped, like started laughing. And the most the, the most proudest moment was uh, when I they showed that thing where in Cincinnati when I made fun of the Conan video. Well, I just defaced his video and degraded it, made it, you know, insulted it and everything, and just like made a mock out of it. That, that was that was that was the most fulfilling thing I did. Yeah. I'm very proud of that. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Um, I can't really remember anything embarrassing off the top of my head. If I do while I'm thinking of the, um, I don't know. I don't really think I, I can't think of anything right now before the letter section's over. I'll uh, let you know. All yeah. right. Well, thank, thank you for your input. Uh, the next one's from Michael Durbin. The subject is WWE stock. Hi, Glenn. You seem to be pretty smart when it comes to finances. For the novelty of it, I bought a few hundred dollars worth of WWE stock when it was at its all-time low a few years ago. It's now worth almost five grand. Nice. Should I sell it now while it's pretty high? Do you think it'll crash once the XFL bombs and smacked it on Fox is a big failure? Mike Durbin of the Mike Durbin Show. Um, I don't. I wouldn't sell it now. I think maybe if it comes, you know what? Um, God, that's kind of a if you're, if you're prospecting how I, I, you know, you could you could probably sell it now. Because I think the side, I think if the if the ratings if the, if the negative press continues, that that price might drop, and you can pick it back up again. You know, and make make yourself some more money. It's pretty consistent if you look at like a yearly graph, you know, right. uh, of when it drops and when it raises. But I mean, I bought someone it was eighteen nineteen dollars a share, and sold it at like twenty five or twenty six after just a few months. And now, of course, it hit a hundred, you know, a few months ago. So it really skyrocketed. And I think it's at like eighty nine dollars a share now. So if you're if you went from a few hundred bucks to five grand, you could wait now and see if it goes back over a hundred. But you know, it's like you said, there might be some bad some bad shit coming up. The XFL doesn't do well, and SmackDown doesn't either. That stock's gonna it's gonna go way back down. So all right, the next one's from Adrian Cotton. This is a quick one. The subject is advertise. What's up, guys? I've written a wrestling related book, and I was wondering what I had to do to get you guys to read it, possibly review it, even promote it. Well, you can send it to get Joe. You can return the information. Have this guy send us a copy. Right. <laughs> that's kind of like you know. So the, that's the easiest way. It's yeah. just send us a copy of the book. All right? Speaking of that's which, uh, you know, that's a good thing. I'm, I might as well mention. Did you guys get your copy of uh, Vader Time? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Thank you to Kenny Casanova for sending us all a copy of uh, Vader's autobiography. And if you go to yeah, next, thank you, Kenny. Is he the same guy that sent the Sabus? Sabus, yeah. So if you go to wohw.com, you can check out all the books Kenny's had a hand in: Brutus's book, Sabu Vader, and so on. So the next one is from uh, Mike Robinson. The subject is Lars Sullivan. What's cracking, keeping 100 crew? These past few weeks has reignited the Lars Sullivan sexist, racist, and homophobic blog post he posted from 2007 to 2013, which culminated in him being fined $100,000 and having to do sensitivity trading. I've served in the Army for seven years before getting the wrestling business. Uh, 
last year, and with all the people and cultures that have been around, there's definitely a pussification of America going around outside these those bubbles. However, I don't think punishments are dispersed evenly to performers of color. If you recall, Titus O'Neil was suspended 90 days for fat- grabbing Vincent Mann's arm. Leo Rush has been essentially written off TV f- for just questioning his positioning. Sasha Banks has been buried on commentary for allegedly the same reasons. Lars, outside of the untraceable 100K fine, gets a slap on the wrist and his push unaffected. We can't ignore that this was already out for over a year. Nothing was done until sponsor were, sponsors were allegedly contacted. Does this go back to what Conan has been saying about the subtle racism of POC and WWE or all those things just uh, coincidences? Nuts to think about after all the social media cleansing workers are told to do if they want to get in the WWE that years of poor comments were unnoticed. What are you guys' thoughts? P.S. There's a Bray Wyatt treasure s. Treasure Hunt S party gift for Joe in the first word of the second sentence and second last sentence. Mike Robinson from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, oh, that's son of a I, bitch. I don't. First of all, okay. This guy what what thinks, is this Treasure Hunt? The sec, It says the, the the first word of the second sentence and the second to last sentence. Uh, so it's it's basically we the, can't read it. What does it say? These nuts is my right. my Treasure Hunt found that. So fuck oh, you, Jesus Mike. Right. <laughs> I love um, it. Well, let me tell you this: is that uh. If this guy thinks that a hundred thousand, first of all, he's calling it the untraceable hundred thousand dollar fine. Right. Well, Bro, let me well, tell you. What, can, I just say, can I, I mean, just say? Can I just say something? Let me let me say one thing. No, yeah. well, he's saying untraceable because when I heard it, I'm gonna tell you the first thing I thought. I don't think they're actually fining him a hundred thousand dollars. They're just doing that to look good, and I could be wrong. But you could be wrong. That, that, but yeah. then let's say let's say you're right. Right. Okay. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. But also, was that bro? You're finding some guy before. Like this is the thing. This is like when you get in the NFL and you get drafted. Yeah. You can't be punished for stuff you did in college. You're supposed to find all that shit out before you get drafted in the NFL. You can't be like fined for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like. So, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just maybe think, maybe uh, they're like, look. We're going to say we're going to do a $100,000 fine. You know, we're not going to fine you just to get these people off our back. And they're just doing the, the keep the sponsors happy. So it looks like they're doing something. They don't lose a sponsorship. But how you can know? they fine the guy for stuff he did when he didn't work for the company? I know, but I'm saying. That, that's not, where they, yeah, it is. It's like, not, I, I would fight actually, that. Yeah. I would fight that if I was him. I'm like, come on. Yeah, but, like, if the, yeah, but if the company's saying, look, we're not going to fine you. We're just right. going to say we did just to keep the sponsors happy. What's Lars going to say? No, don't. I'm still going to go That's public. And, and, let's, and let's be honest. This guy's trying to make it. It's a slap on the wrist. Is that, but I'm going to say, well, brother, putting the guy through sensitivity training. I mean, like, you know, what, what do you, what do you well, want I to do? He's saying he's like, a, here's, uh, right. Here's the thing. Yeah. How, what, what do you want the punishment for this guy to be? You know, if, if we're going to lay, if we're going to punish every single person that has a, something in their history that's not good, what is the punishment? What's, suitable, what's a suitable punishment? And, like, going forward, what do you do? I mean, you're just going to like, like give the person a death penalty for something said years ago yeah. and like knock him a chance going forward. That's so a good see, question, you know, and I right. and I would like the I would like this guy that wrote the letter. What's his name? Is that the Mike? Uh, Mike. Mike the Army guy. Mike yeah, Army guy. I guess he's in the business too. Is Mike? Yeah. Robinson. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, send what you proposed. We, uh, uh, you know, we should do with large. Mm. What would you do right. with well, large? Okay. Well, what would yeah. you think should be done with the guy? You know. Right. And I would say, and let me carry this a step further. And so obviously there's, you know, like I've said, there's been everything from uh, overt racism from when I actually first broke in to subtle racism. But I would think WWE's pass all that bullshit, even though it does look like a pattern of maybe unfair treatment to African-Americans, I would really think they're way past that shit. Well, I thought it was 
a little interesting that last night his segment on the show was him coming out and just beating the shit out of the Lucha House Party. It was like, wait a like minute, that. wait like a that. minute. I like when the Mexican wrestlers get beat <laughs> wait up. Wait a minute, with all this Let's controversy, you know? all, yeah, I know. all the controversy like, going on about his, you know, racist well, posts and this and that. They may have been trolling people that would actually look at it that way. I would say so. All right, yeah. so the next one's from Stacy Williams. The subject is Di. Oh, she doesn't like you. Please disregard previous letters regarding Di talking over the star of the <laughs> Keeping It One Hundred podcast, Conan. It appears that D.I. is none other than a closet snowflake that flies off the handle and cusses at the smallest feedback. I no longer wish to hurt D.I.'s delicate sensibilities and hope that your precious feeling can be healing, healed by telling you, you're awesome, Disco. Keep up the good work. Almost classy since 1970, Stacey Williams. I like the almost classy. Yeah. I guess I like well, that thank moniker. you, Stacey. But let's, for, for the next uh, – the, the mailbag is for, for keeping 100 questions. Okay, not for you to be like, you know, not a forum for you to well, be. Well, she's actually kind of putting you over. What yeah, but, that's, but you didn't have a question, though. Just, uh, you can put All me right. over and ask so, a question. Yeah, follow the protocol. That follow is the right, protocol. Just like, you know, I, I could, If the whole thing. If you're going to keep it almost team, classy, huh? The, the, the whole point of the emails is to provoke thought. That's why we want people to ask questions. I, if you're just posting an email, it's going to cause me to put myself over for two more minutes. It doesn't really provoke a lot, a lot of stuff. So because that's what I would do. Uh, the next one is from Joe Meyer. Subject is JoJo on the Raven effect. I don't care if you enjoy him or not. I happen to be a DI guy. If there's one thing DI has done on about is having Raven's comedy on the disco list. So I hear JoJo is going to be on his show this week. So I tune in to hear the show. Nothing in the history of my life could be more regretful. Every fucking thing this <laughs> guy does is stick. Hold on here. No matter what someone says, his reply is a corny fucking joke. A few examples. Raven. Anyone see anything new? JoJo. I saw the Zek Afron Ted Bundy movie. Raven. I prefer the Zac Efron Bud Bunny movie. What the fuck is that? Okay, how wait. is that funny? Wait, how how about this one? Whoever the other guy was in the show, okay? Does WWE use the same ring? Raven. I use the same cock ring. Zing. <laughs> Raven. This is Raven. Some of Raven's comedy you guys posting. Raven. Are Julia Styles and AJ Styles related? Raven. In Dexter, does John Lithgow play the same character he was in Third Rock from the Sun? <laughs> Who is Lord Stanley and why does he have a cup? The whole fucking show is stick. My frustration level is through the roof. <laughs> Disco, please, never in your life take Raven's comedy off the list and add his dog shit podcast. By the way, add JoJo's forced laughter at those corny jokes. Even a chuckle at these things was disgraceful and he'd throw out a full forced belly laugh. I want to take a fork to the ears after hearing that mess. I wish I were deaf. That's how bad it was. I literally wish I was deaf. Fucking bullshit stick. Unreal. Joe Meyer. Joe, is what this What is he true? talking about? That's you, a lot of anger. Did you have David on and you were cracking up at his bad jokes? No, the, I'm like, on, I was on the Raven effect this week. It just came out. Well, as a recording, it came out today. up at his jokes? Yeah, I thought it was funny. He's a funny oh, guy. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. You're on the Raven effect as a guest or as a co-host? As a guest, yeah. It was me, Raven, and uh, Rich Bikini. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> you know, that's, that's also you on the MLW uh, radio network. So. You and who else? Uh, Rich Bikini. The, uh, he's MLW. But that uh, is his co-host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then so I was, you were I was, the guest. Yeah, I was the, the guest. The guest on the Raven show was JoJo Pini? Yes, this okay. week. This week. <laughs> All right. All right. So the next one here is uh, it's from Illumination. Illumination. Oh, I know those guys. And the, and the subject is a question from Mr. Gilberti. Greetings, keeping it 100. We will, be, we'll, we will be addressing the profane comments of Felicia Rose in the very near future. But this week we have a question from Mr. Gilberti. We understand there's a procedure of two compliments before giving our inquiry, so we'll honor that. Number one, 
Congratulations on your recent success in Impact Wrestling. Undoubtedly, you are the sole reason for the ratings have increased. Number two, we commend your choice of coffee. Kathy Bustello has a very bold, dark roast flavor, but is especially <laughs> smooth. Our question is, will you seek help for your gambling addiction? Recently, your good friend and wrestling legend Irish Pat Kenny stated on social media that your knowledge of sports is based on gambling, and you've even aggressively reprimanded your loyal servant, Mr. Feeney, for not placing a bet for you. Uh-huh. We advise that you seek help and that your resources to be devoted to more noble causes, such as our organization, Love and Light, The Illumination. Well, you only have a gambling problem if you lose a lot of money. So if you wow. don't lose a lot of money, that's not really a problem. So it's like, you right. know, if you win, if you win that's, that's definitely not a problem, all right? So – um, yeah, so what is this illumination? You sound like you're behind this, Joe. No, those guys. Because <laughs> this was, is a late edition. Yeah, no, these, uh, they sent in a promo, uh, Barry and Felicia Rose, a few weeks ago. And then uh, she responded, and apparently they're going to have a, a retort, but this week. Wait a minute, did she respond on our show? Yeah, she responded uh, yeah. last week, actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good, I like confrontation. Yeah, she, uh, she kind of she cut them up pretty well, actually. She's good for that. Yeah. Um, okay. Was that the letters, or is there more? Oh, that's it. Okay. Okay. So that's been the uh, intro. Enjoy the rest of the show. Boom. Conan. He's been hard on me for years, but he always keeps it 100. And 100%. Conan's been behind me and making sure I got back on track. A year in jail, and that guy was the only guy that took my calls and gave me advice. And the advice was, shut your mouth. Say your prayers, hit the gym, take your vitamins, and get back on TV and do your job and entertain the fans. Because of Conan keeping it 100 with me, I got to keep it 100 with the fans tonight in MLW. So Conan, thanks for saving my career. And Disco Inferno, I don't know what you're doing hanging out with Conan. They all say you're a prick. Every time I've seen you, you've always been pretty nice to me. So I hope you're not one of those guys that acts nice to me, but then's an asshole to everybody else. Sooner or later, I'm going to see you in Vegas. We're going to go to the strippers, and I'll know what you're really fucking all about. <laughs> Keep it 100 with Conan. God bless you guys. Hey, this is former ECW original and WWE superstar, the Blue Meanie, and I'm keeping it 100 with Conan, who, uh, when I first met him in ECW, gave me his, my first true piece of advice. He says, start worrying when people refer to you as a good hand. <laughs> that means... You'll just do anything and lay down or whatever. We'll start worrying when the when Primar goes, oh, yeah, that blew me in. He's a good hand. Start to worry. So I always kept that in the back of my mind. Uh, dude, Conan's the, 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 the realist. He uh, bullshits no one. And uh, I love his honesty and his candor. And uh, that's why he's keeping it 100. Ladies and gentlemen, just in case you are deaf, dumb, blind, stupid, or let's just assume poor, my name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman, and I'm better than you, and you know it, and you're listening to Keeping It 100 with Conan. Fuck disco.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. was a friend to lend a guiding hand. But you turned into a lover and mother. What a lover you wore me out. All you did was wreck my Didn't
Yeah, so this is my humble abode. Look at this. Nice. Where are you? Jersey. Jersey? I got an office and a boxing gym. There's a bunch of tough-ass Jersey kids throwing hands right behind me right now. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Is that where you train? Uh, yeah, bro. This is, the, this is the humble beginnings, and I took it back to those humble beginnings where I grew up at, man, when, uh, when I decided to dip out of L.A., man. I love Hollywood. But you know what? There's something about uh, in Jersey. The water's different here. The people are different, and uh, it's 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 humbling to say the least when I walk down the street and I get the love that's just a little bit different than than I get when I'm in L.A. You know. But at the end of the day, because it all comes back to one thing: your home. And there's no place like home. No you know place like home, baby. Because when I go to Miami, I feel the same thing. I know D.I. does when he goes to Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's our home. You know what I'm saying? Fuck yeah, bro. It's been a blessing for me. Like, I'm sitting here um, with Emily. Um, she's a trainer at the Dog Pound Gym, uh, which is in New York. And they have all sorts of, uh, you know, great celebrities, athletes, and, and uh, you know, personalities in general that go through there, like a fat Jewish, you know. Guy doesn't even work out. He goes there and just fucking does one exercise and leaves he's he's a media personality but it, like she was with me today and i was just sitting on the river looking at new york city where i run with my dog every day i run down uh boulevard east in new jersey and you can just see new york city and if i sit there for more than five or ten minutes man i mean the, the department of public work rolls up the mayor tweets that i'm there on on instagram and, and facebook fucking you know it's nuts bro it's nuts it's like enzo I'm in Jersey. I'm home. I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Uh, it feels right, and and I'm enjoying, you know, being a part of something like this gym that I'm at, State of Fitness Boxing Club in North Bergen. This is Cinderella Man, you know, the movie if you've ever seen it oh, um, yeah. with Russell Crowe. This is his gym. You know what I mean? This is State of Fitness Boxing Club, and and you know it's down an alleyway. We got guys that are just in there throwing hands. Uh, it's just a different atmosphere because. When you surround yourself, when that's your social environment, you know, as opposed to going to the bar or going to the nightclub to meet people, when you go to the gym to meet people and they all have similar, you know, uh, drive and they want it and they want to better themselves, whether that be in the ring or physically, you know, healthy, healthy body, healthy mind. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just tight being here. How long did you live in L.A.? Oof, too long, dude. Like, like how long? Because here's the one thing I noticed about that. I've, I've been in Vegas for 10 years. Uh, and the uh, one thing I've noticed about L.A. compared to L.A. and Miami stick out like this to me because, like, New York, Vegas, even the South and everything, very easy to meet people. L.A. has always been the town, like, it's just very difficult to, to like, the, the people are kind of like, you're, you're kind of closed out if you're not from there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a very cliquish town. Miami's like that, too. Very cliquish. Everybody's kind of, like, taking care of their own and everything, you know, but, like, in Vegas, we're, like... We're a hospitality town, like you know, like New York's like a hospitality town in Atlanta too. It's just like it's very easy to meet people in those places. But like, I never really liked LA. I, I just never. It's just too difficult to meet people, you know. LA was too good to be true. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. the reason why I ended up coming back to Jersey is because my grandmother, who I grew up with, she lived across the street from me. She got very sick, and I made a music video with her called Grace uh, under my YouTube page, Real Space One. Uh, NZO is where you could find all my music. But Grace, to me, uh, I feel like everything happens for a reason in life. I was living in L.A. for the better part of uh, two, two years, but a little change there. Uh, some change, two years, some change. And the, I lived out there entourage style for real 
were my best friends from high school. So it was just a movie. And uh, the people I met, uh, the connections I made, the networking, like I, I was just in L.A. last week. My little brother lives there. He shoots music videos for some major artists and does a lot of great work. He shot my music video, Phoenix, which is out there on a real one. It's on World Star. It's got, uh, you know, it's got some views. And my little brother did that, chopped, edited it, shot it for me the whole nine. He's super talented. And it's just great to see his growth out there. But I, it, he lived here in Jersey. And it, Mama has to have one of her boys home. And when, when, when he got opportunities out there in L.A., I knew I always had a couch there. To crash on uh i knew i had friends from high school that still live out there but uh i took it back to jersey to be with my grandmother and had i had not got fired by the wwe i would not have had those five months with her and had the ability to make that music uh that that has touched a lot of people's lives and and sometimes the dms that i get from that uh all encompassing make everything that's happened in the past year of my life which has been so uh so so gratifying uh, to see how all of that's coming out and, and my music career kind of taking shape as I was in LA just this past week. Uh, I sat down with Adam 22, which is no jumper podcast. It's a pretty major, uh, distribution, uh, podcast for, uh, you know, young listeners to kind of engage a different audience in music as well. So what are you, what are you doing now? Uh, I, I, cause I never see you wrestle anywhere. I've seen you do like a run in and uh, ring of honor. And then you were, uh, uh, you were into the rap thing for a minute. I knew, I know that's your passion. Uh, what do you, what are you planning on doing that right now? Well, that's the thing, man, is that I don't want to be in a box. Uh, I right. think so oftentimes, especially in the wrestling world, you get put into a box and people tell you what you can or what you can't do. And I've always been about embodying, what you can't do and going out there and proving everybody wrong, whether that was in wrestling. You know, I was five foot ten, a buck eighty five. I was on a freaking moving truck out here in New Jersey when I got discovered on a YouTube video. And next thing you know, I'm in the WWE having no, you know, like business. It's just thrown right into the fire. I, I don't know how else to explain that. It's like taking someone from the streets and being like, yo, here's the job in the WWE, you know? Did right. you, uh, but, what do you, so did you, you grew up, like, how much of a fan were you? I was a big enough fan to, you know, collect all these toys as a child, because these are mine from when I was a kid, man. Right. Uh, I, I loved, loved, loved Shawn Michaels. Like, basically, I mean, you got to think about, like, Enzo, the wrestler, and, like, what you saw on TV. Kind of like the, the wrestling, per se, you know, I had, I had a grandfather who loved wrestling, grandparents, my father loved wrestling, my dad was a DJ. And when I was a kid, before you knew it, I had 17 uh, cousins. You know, they were into wrestling, my older cousins. And I just got into it young. And my dad would take me to shows at Madison Square Garden. But they would never tell us that wrestling was on TV. You know, like, they didn't want really? us watching the shit. They would just take us to the shows that were going, like, me and my cousins and stuff. Did you did you ever watch any of the WCW so, stuff? I found out about the TV right around the time that Shawn Michaels turned heel on Marty Jannetty. Right. And when that happened, it changed my life because I saw Shawn Michaels in this getup, right? But remember, soon after that, uh, you know, he was with Sensational Sherry for a little bit, and he just always had the girl. But I never, uh, like, I just knew what I was looking at was cool and it was different than everybody else. But he always sold, right? And when you look at it in retrospect, once I got into the business, like, that was what I loved about Sean is that he had those matches where they gave him the opportunity to go out there, break a sweat, put, get into a deep cell. And he sold me as a kid. But the number one thing that happened, 
was the first pay-per-view that I ever watched with my older cousins. Shawn Michaels entered the Royal Rumble number one, and he won, and the prize was Pamela Anderson. And I had a bunch of female cousins, too. And my and my my sister, uh, Christine, loved Baywatch. And I had the biggest heart on for Pamela Anderson when I was a kid. Can you imagine if that was the prize today? That's what I'm trying to tell you, dog. Like, yo, here's a little hep C, guys, to go at your fucking championship. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Right. So, <laughs> I mean, who's the standard of Pam Anderson in our yeah, right. now? I don't know. Jesus. But that was, that was the thing is for me, I saw him go in number one, the smaller dude. And I was a little kid. And, and like, he beat everybody. And then he got Pam Anderson. And I was like, dude, man, that's, the, that's exactly what I want to do when I grow up. That's exactly it. And I knew when I was a kid. And because of it. As a kid who loved wrestling, I got into a lot of trouble. There was always teacher conferences with my parents talking about wrestling and how I shouldn't watch it and stuff, you know? Well, let me tell you, Enzo, the funny thing is how I found out about you was through Spiff, because Spiff <laughs> used to see you in NXT, and, and I'm, you know, he's t- you know, we'd always be hanging out with Ray Mysterio and stuff, and he'd always say, hey, there's these guys that, and, and this Enzo guy, and he's always saying, and you can't teach that, and, and then he said all this other stuff, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then uh, I had seen you, I finally saw you on TV and I thought it was hilarious. And then I saw you at Wale's thing uh, like four years ago where you got on the mic and you were spitting and I just thought that you were very talented. And the one important thing is, is that, you know, you had something that very few people had. First of all, you had and still do have the gift of gab, which obviously is very important, but you were very charismatic. You know what I'm saying? And that stood out to me. Yeah, I think that, dude, I was just so blessed. You know how like timing can be everything in a guy's career, man. I mean, I went from one full year, uh, having never wrestled before. I came in with a class of like 22 kids. The only people that made it out of that class are Mojo who played in the NFL, Baron Corbin who played in the NFL, Charlotte Flair, and then my dumb ass off a moving truck dog. So like I came in with a great class of people though. None of them really panned out, but a year later they built a performance center, man. And that changed everything. And going from a year under your belt of Florida Championship Wrestling, setting up the ring, driving with guys like Steve Kern and, you know, our promoter Alfred and just listening to a different perspective from the old timers, listening to Dusty and getting that, 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 that knowledge that is no longer available for a WWE developmental talent. I mean, uh, being in the locker room and being afraid to sit in the wrong chair to get a guy mad, to have heat to be told exactly what to do, how to say things from in a small building where there's only two rings and uh, an arena that seats like 75 to 100 people where we had our shows every week and guys were constantly being rotated and tried on different gimmicks. And uh, it was it was it was a great time to find yourself in the business before NXT became a thing. And I was blessed to have been there for the inception of that, basically, uh, as a new product with the Big E, Seth Rollins, Reign, and, and, and uh, you know, new episodic television show that came out on Hulu, aired overseas, and then the birth of, and inception of the WWE Network. And to have that uh, cult following with those NXT fans that were really uh, started in Florida through marketing mechanisms that were literally you know fcw me i'm out there on the street putting a flyer on every telephone pole in jacksonville fort fort pierce you know uh gainesville pensacola 
you know, everywhere that we went to try to get people to come to our little shows at Florida Championship Wrestling. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As it turned into NXT to build that brand and then hear Hunter and other people come in and be like, yeah, we're going to take this brand on the road. We're going to put it on TV. Everybody's like, yeah, we're blowing smoke because you're working in armories with no air conditioning, with no showers, driving for $600 a week, putting you know flyers in the 7-Elevens in the local towns trying to get shows going and trying to get people to come to your shows. But through that process, you know, I was the guy that sold the T-shirts at the FCW shows. I shook everybody's hand, anybody who ever bought merchandise. I built my brand before I was ever Enzo Amore, quote-unquote, you know. And and I just saw the writing on the wall and the light at the end of the tunnel when by the time they built this performance center, I was like, holy shit. When you understand that the lifeblood is the talent, because without talent – there is no no show inside of a wrestling ring. There's no concessions. There's no merchandise. There's nobody selling popcorn. There's nobody filming it. There's none of this without the wrestlers. So they needed to invest in wrestlers. And I would look around at the Performance Center and say to myself, if somebody under this roof is it the next John Cena, the next Dwayne Johnson, the next Hulk Hogan, or next Stone Cold, the lifeblood of the business is shot out. So let me let me go back, Zoe. So when you were telling us that uh, you were out there and you were putting out posters and you were selling your T-shirt and you were doing you're doing your well, DIY, bro. They had huh? Seth Rollins. They had Seth Rollins' face on them. They were FCW T-shirts. And nobody saw a dime. <laughs> well, you got you got to love the you've got to love this moniker right here, Seth freaking Rollins. That's that's right. That's. <laughs> That's yeah. that's that's his T-shirt design, Seth freaking Rollins. Like that's okay. real marketable. And then there was another one that they had with him. This is before I, that, dog. This yeah. is when when it said FCW on the T-shirt. Right. That's, that's hair hanging in it in like his face, and he didn't see a dollar off of it. We were just selling T-shirts and buttons with NXT stars that were before NXT was even NXT. It was called FCW. Right. I, oh, I, gotta, I was the salesman, so I used to finesse. I used to go out there in the crowd, shake everybody's hands. I'd beat all the fans in Florida at these little armories. So by the time I got my first shot on TV as Enzo Amore. You were over with the fans. The fans already knew who the fuck I was, bro. I shook all their hands a hundred times and met them all over Florida. And, you know, I was always happy to meet people and take uh, pictures. Because, like, I mean, man, I don't know. Like, I just... I couldn't even believe it was like a real job. You know? <laughs> I'm not used to this life. Like I went from, you know, working uh bar mitzvahs and bot mitzvahs doing the Cupid slide and the electric slide with kids and shit 
uh, being an MC, always being with children and doing like little uh, like hokey pokey and and and, and conga lines and, and limbo sticks, you know, with little kids and stuff. That's my dad's forte. And, you know, I think I was just uh, I saw it like every day is a blessing out there. And I kind of never got discouraged despite never having come from that wrestling world. Uh, I didn't know what heat was. So it all seemed pussy to me when a guy would be in a car talking to another dude about a guy. And then I like remember the first time I ever saw a shoot interview was Jim Cornette. And I was like, I was all the wrestlers were laughing in the room. But I, me and Mojo were kind of sitting there because we never wrestled before. And we're kind of like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, it was listening to a different language. I didn't know what a mark was. I didn't know what a smart was. I didn't know what none of this lingo that I ended up speaking six years later fluently was at that time. You know what I mean? So for me, I just was like, damn, bro, like people, all they do is talk shit. So I just kind of stayed clear of the locker room, I guess. Like, uh, I just. But let me ask you, let me ask you a question about that. Okay. Because we, you know, all of us being in the business, we understand locker room etiquette, locker room heat, all that bullshit. So do you think that you try not to get heat and distancing yourself from the locker created more heat or, uh, uh, I mean, honestly, bro, I just think that what creates heat is jealousy, man. I think 1000%. I think hate is nothing but love disguised by jealousy. And it's, uh, you know, it's either a relatable quality that you see in that person, or it's an insecurity you have within yourself that deems you, uh, you know, you know, you feel it's necessary to either lash out or talk shit. And to me, as a man growing up in Jersey and kind of the way I was raised, like, We didn't talk shit. I mean, Spip's seen it me with all my homies. He kind of knew, like, when I came into wrestling, like, I could never explain to one of my friends back home that I'm putting on spandex and losing to a guy with muscles in, like, eight to ten seconds. Right. Like, all my homies would clown me. All my homies would be like, the fuck? But you also got to remember, Enzo, uh, where I came from, from Miami, too, is kind of the same way. And I broke up in... I came into business kind of like you, like I didn't grow up wanting to be a wrestler. I just kind of fell into it. But, you know, your homies aren't the people that are in the dress room, so they don't think the way you think. You know what I'm saying? So they think a different way. You know what I'm saying? So they'll they'll talk shit. I just knew that I couldn't explain it to my friends, but it was all worth it for the light at the end of the tunnel. When I, you know, when I'm wearing spandex and getting beat in front of 15 people in a little armory, And then the next thing you know, I'm in front of 85,000 people at WrestleMania and they're saying, you know, uh, and you can't teach that S-A-W-F-T with us. And it's like, you know, everything was worth it, you know, and that and that was the light at the end of the tunnel. It was the beautiful thing. Whether you, you, you take on a contract for $600 a week and you and you you barely see incremental raises for five years that you end up, you know, walking out the door. You know, I, I think the most money I ever made was either like 10 a week. Uh, then you go from that to uh, just crazy money that you and your family would have never dreamed of making. It's just like overnight, but you know that that is, in essence, the goal, right? You want to be out there for all those people, and you're willing to put the work in, and you were surrounded by that, just a group of hungry, competitive people. And I think that's what made NXT so successful was so many people that just sought that life-changing money and, and life-changing opportunity to be on a cable television program. Uh, you know, that opportunity and that platform is one of a kind right now. It's going to be interesting to see 
with all these other promotions, what happens? But um, but not just but but not just that, Enzo. I would I wanted to say this beforehand. I also feel that I think that you knew you were something that was historical and brown uh, groundbreaking, and at the same time that it was a place where. Uh, you weren't going to be limited like the main roster guys are. You know, they li- they give you a lot more creative freedom there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I think when uh, I was blessed to be in NXT at the time where Dusty Rhodes was, you know, running shop and the, invaluable, invaluable. You know, the things that we learned from him uh, and the best Bray Wyatt promos I ever saw, you know, were in 2012 before he debuted that gimmick in NXT when he was cutting promos for five straight minutes with Dusty coaching him up, uh, and they were coming up with that. And then to see, like, where he's taking it, and then uh, girls like, you know, like Sasha and the Women's Revolution and, and Bailey and Charlotte, and to watch them take their first, you know, uh, wrestling match in the WWE. You know, Bailey was wearing a fucking mask. Like, I, I was a part of uh, seeing some real, real, real historical content right. as far as, you know, going. And you were part of it, too. In a big way. Part two of Keeping It 100 with Conan's interview with Enzo will be on the show next week. But if you want to hear the entire over 60-minute interview now with Enzo and Spiff, it is on the Patreon site at patreon.com slash Conan and Conan.me.
right. So what are you what are you doing now? What are you what are you into? What projects are you uh, doing? You know, this is this is a weird. I was just thinking about this this morning. It's a weird phase of my life. You know, I'll be sixty four years old next month. Which wow. is a, you look unbelievable, bro. It, it's kind of a head fuck anyway. My, Thanks, Cisco. I can never hear enough of that anymore. I used to ignore it. Now I'm going like, come on. Whoa, yeah. what? <laughs> but I've I found like for example, I'm doing a tour starting the end of July, thirty shows in thirty nights from coast to coast across Canada. My wife and my dog and I are going to get in a fucking motorhome, and we're going to do a stand-up wrestling live show based on 83 weeks in big and little venues all across the country. Wow, that's awesome. And I I am so excited about doing that because it's something I've never done before. Right. Plus, you seem like the type of guy living out there in Cody and, you know, being in your truck. Like, you like, you know, driving around and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, watching I the scenery it. and soaking it in, and yeah, that sounds great. And then, then just feeling America and driving through it, and you know, just you know what I'm saying, almost like a grassroots type deal. I, it is, and you know, both Lori and I and, and my dog Mickey, are, we're just we're just dying to do this. You know, I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so going the to dog also, is dying to do this too, right? <laughs> she loves being in the camper, brother. Yeah, she's near That's the camper. Awesome. Starts wetting all over herself. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> So how many cities are you doing? We're doing 30 shows in 30 nights. Wow, that's awesome. Every night straight for 30 nights. We're calling it the Iron Man Tour. It would be more like the Iron Iron Liver Tour by the time I'm... (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be beers drank every day. Are you kicking off? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 30 days of drinking beer, right? (laughs) We're going to kick off in Vancouver. Vancouver, right? And you end up? We're going to end up, uh, I think, on Prince Edward Island or Halifax. Right. And we're driving straight across. And when will you put that schedule out so people can see it? Or is it already out? It'll start coming out, I think, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night? Okay. Yep. Um, so you also have your own podcast, correct? Yeah, 83 Weeks is doing great. I've been doing that now with Conrad, which has opened the door up for a lot of these live events. been doing a lot of them with Conrad, doing a few more of them you know, on my own. How has that been? I'm honest, it's the most rewarding thing I've ever done. As much as I love... If we go back to 96, 97, 98, when WCW was hot, you know, you could step in dog shit and we'd get over. It didn't matter. Right. It was so much fun, right? And as much fun as that was, I'm actually having more fun doing this because I'm just – I'm out there without a net. You know, right. it right. is right. what it is. Right. It's either good or it's bad. Yeah. And, and what I find I like is I like making people laugh. 
Not right. only that, Eric, the constant gratification that you get right there when they laugh right there at you and you can hear their laughter. Because even when we do our podcast and we say funny shit, we don't know if they're laughing or not on the, you know, in their house. So when you're there live and you get that constant feedback, that immediate feedback, that adrenaline rush that we all live for, it's incredible. It is. And, you know, another thing happens in a lot of these events, and I may or may not have told you guys the story, or you may not have heard it, but. About a year ago, I was doing a Comic-Con with Sting and Hulk Hogan, actually, and I was kind of like the moderator, right? And this young lady, she was probably 25, 30 years old, way in the back, stood up, and she proceeds to tell me the story about how when she was a little girl, you know, her dad had to work two jobs, her mother worked two jobs, she was, you know, they were poor, but there was only one night a week where this little girl and her father got to spend any father-daughter time together, and they watched Monday Night Nitro. And her father was a huge fan of mine. So she got up and told the story, which was weird because there's Hulk Hogan and Sting on either side of me. And, right. you know, I'm listening to this girl talking about you. Right. I was her dad's hero, so it was awkward for me. But she told me the story, and I kind of forgot about it. It was sweet to hear that. It made you feel good. And, oh, by the way, her father had passed away, and her mother had passed away as well. But she, she told me that story, and about two days later, she calls my wife. She had found my wife because my wife taught classes at a school that she went to at one point in time in Arizona. So she does the work, finds my wife, and asks my wife if I would, see, I'm going to start to cry even telling you guys this. I'm embarrassed. But she wanted me to walk her down the aisle because her father was no longer with her. And when you, when you hear stories like that, yes, it's fun. It's the rush, Conan. I'm addicted to it. I'm seriously addicted to it. I love to perform. I'm not embarrassed to say that. But there's something even a level above that is right. when you hear these stories from people who tell you how you touch their lives in ways you could never have imagined. And you almost find, I almost find hard to believe that right. certain moments had such great impacts on people. You begin to realize that this gift we've all been given and still enjoy by virtue of our podcast platforms and everything else is a way to really reach people and touch them in a meaningful way that no other vehicle can provide. Right. There's so the, I, uh, yeah, I love hearing those stories. I love them. I heard um, story. Your, re your recent show, uh, the, the, you know, every, every week everybody talks about your show and stuff, but like recently uh, your show about North Korea, got is getting got got a lot of buzz and like good critical review and stuff and thing. how to how does that like you know i'm sure you probably had you know like like we have we've had shows that like ah, i didn't really like that show or but like listen to this show we had a really good discussion show well what are some of the shows that that you really enjoy like like enjoyed more than the others like like some some of the topics i i i love you know korea was a great example that show was a great example because i wasn't really talking about the things we normally talk about who booked that shit you know right, right. who's who is who had heat with who backstage during this well, why didn't you book it this way who booked that finish you know it's always in a, and i'm not you know not criticizing my own show or the format of it but so much of what we talk about is you know trying to hear both sides of a story in the issue right and with korea that episode i was just telling a story of my memories and my impressions and my feelings, it had nothing to do with the politics of wrestling. You know, we talked a little bit about that. Conrad asked me about, you know, is the only reason Hogan didn't go over there is he didn't want a job for Anoki. It's you know, <laughs> dirt sheet mentality bullshit. But, right. you know, but I get that. I and mean, a lot of people have it. It's a disease. Everybody, you know, a lot of people have it. 
But for the most part, we were talking about something that, even though wrestling was the backdrop, it almost had nothing to do with wrestling. Right. Had, Bro, you're in North Korea. You know, I mean, that's bigger than wrestling itself. You yeah. know, uh, such a close society. You know, uh, how weird, you know, the that I think he had his uncle killed. Everything that we know about, you know, how weird was it when you saw Dennis Rodman? <laughs> Wait a minute. How weird was it when you saw... Uh, Dennis Rod with a Kim Judd in North Korea, drunk and crying and smoking a, a cigar. What were you thinking? I was afraid for him. You know, <laughs> Dennis is capable of, Dennis can drink. Yeah. And, and he gets a little hard to deal with when he drinks. And he, yeah, he has yeah. in the past. I think he's, he's working on that now. But um, I was like, oh, my God, unless he's got some really, really dependable people around him, this guy could get himself in some serious shit. Yeah. Um, let me ask you a question. Doing this, this, this thing that you do with Conrad, tell me something that maybe you didn't know that he brought up that you were really surprised to hear, good or bad. I can't think of any one thing. Right. Um, but often, and, I'm, and, and they're not like big issues, right? But almost every episode or every other episode, he'll bring up a quote. You know, he, he typically uses Dave Meltzer. You know, as a source, you know, Dave said on this date, such and such was going on, such and such was going on. I'll go, wow, I, I didn't hear, I didn't know anything about that. Right. And sometimes it's bullshit. Sometimes it's factual. It, it depends on the story. But there, you know, Guy Evans' book, um, Guy Evans wrote a book called Nitro, The Incredible Rise and Devastating Fall of Ted Turner's WCW or something like that. Fascinating book. Fascinating book. Because Guy did so many interviews with people that were way above me in the food chain, people that I barely knew, right, who, who had a lot of influence over what ultimately happened to WCW. So when I read that book, I was like, holy shit, I didn't know that happened. Even though I was working there, I was president of the company, but there were things going on up above me that I was totally unaware of. And sometimes those types of subjects will come up during the podcast. And it just, you know, makes you realize that as much as you think you know, you don't know what you don't know, you know? Like, what was the biggest thing that you didn't know that you found out reading uh, that? I, I think, oh, I'd have to go back, Conan. I can't think of any one thing. Because they were all kind of like, none of them made me go, holy shit, are you kidding like, me? They were just little things that you yeah. put together. Now, here's another question. Now that we're in the retrospective parts of our lives, when you look back at WCW, what would you say is something that, you would have done different or you regret doing? I don't regret any of it, Conan. Right. I see that with, with, I mean that 100%. I, look, truth, to, truth be told, I was learning on the job. Right. I, I, I was a third string announcer turned executive producer turned vice president of the company in a period of about a year. Right. So there were so many things I didn't have experience with or, or had ever been exposed to. And I think one of the things I I don't regret any of it because I think I did the best I could do, and I'm I, I've had such an amazing life as a result of it that it's hard to say oh I regret that I don't regret anything. My kids have seen things and done things and experienced things that as a parent you can only hope to offer your kids. As a result of me being in the business I'm in, so there's that. But if I go back and say man if if if, if I could give, if the 64-year-old me could give advice to the 40-year-old right. me. Maybe well, that's a better question. It would be, hey, motherfucker, play ball. This isn't your show. 
play ball, learn to get along, even with people you don't necessarily want to get along with. And I'm talking about the food chain up above me corporately. Do you think that was, that was from you personally, because you're, you're personally rebellious or did you get a little bit of that gravitas from some of the rebellious guys in the locker room, like Colin Nash and guys like that? Uh No, brother, I ran away from home when I was five years old and I went around my neighborhood and I picked up pop bottle caps. I obviously don't remember this, but my parents told me. I went around, I spent half a day picking up pop bottle caps, and then I spent the next half of the day selling them door to door so I could save up enough money to get away from home. (laughs) So I've always been kind of, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always kind of wanted to do the things everybody told me couldn't ever be done. If you tell me I can't do it, I'm going to work really fucking hard to prove you wrong. That's always been a part of me. So no, I wasn't influenced by any of the boys at all when it came to that. Once I got the nod, and I, and keep in mind, this is the thing that people forget. It wasn't just all about me and my rebellious or you know my nature, my entrepreneur nature, whatever you want to call it. Ted Turner was an entrepreneur. Ted Turner loved people that took risks. Ted Turner rewarded people who took. Ted Turner took risks every day of his career. He he did things that everybody told him was insane and stupid and could never be done. That was the culture at Turner Broadcasting when I took over. It wasn't until late 98 when all of a sudden the culture was changing and dumbass me didn't quite see it and decided, no, I'm going to keep doing the shit I've been doing because this shit's been working for three years. Well, little did I know because of my lack of experience and and, and knowledge, um, I didn't realize that there was a whole new culture of people coming in up above me that didn't give two shits about Ted Turner. If I would have been smart enough to see that coming – it wouldn't have changed anything. Ultimately, it just would have lasted longer. Why do you think they didn't give a shit about Ted Turner, the brilliant man and the maverick that he was, not to mention the founder of the place? Because I'll never forget, Conan, I went to a Christmas party right after the the, the Time Warner and Turner merger was announced. And it was in uh, the, the president of Turner Broadcasting at the time was at his house. And, and I was like the token wrestling guy. You know, oh, we got a wrestling company. We should invite some of them over. Because it was all the super execs from CNN and, you know, uh, all the the movie divisions and the head of TBS, the head of TNT, all the the bigwigs were there. And I was there. And I remember Gerald Levin from Time Warner standing up and giving a speech to all of us Turner employees for Christmas and saying, you know what, this is the most amazing thing that's ever happened in media. You've got the the legacy and the, 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 the infrastructure and the strength of Time Warner, which is pretty fucking huge at the time. And then you've got this entrepreneurial culture of Turner Broadcasting. And we're going to bring the entrepreneurial co- culture of Turner Broadcasting and bring it into Time Warner. And together, we're going to be unstoppable or something to that effect. And I remember going, fuck, this is going to be awesome. This is great. But what happens, it's, that's not what happens. When one company acquires another company, the company getting acquired eventually becomes the parent company. Culturally, philosophically, ideologically, risk-wise. you know, risk wise. And all of a sudden, Trigger Broadcasting was being run as a bank, not as an entrepreneurial entertainment company the way it had been under Ted Turner. So why did they want to eat Ted Turner? Because they had to get him out of the way. He was a relic in their eyes. He didn't fit the new world of Steve Case. Perfect example from AOL. Here's a 28-year-old, 32-year-old fucking internet bubble billionaire. 
He didn't have any time for Ted Turner. He didn't care about the fact that he launched the first global 24-hour news network. It'd make a shit to him. It had nothing to do with the internet. Wow, that's very interesting and, and very true. Now that now that you say that like that, and and the other thing that to me is weird is they probably looked at even with the great ratings we had and everything, they probably just looked. Oh, that's one of Ted Turner's projects, wrestling, right? Well, it wasn't so much that they looked down and it it because it was Ted Turner's project, but they looked down at it because it was wrestling. Now, to a degree, I understand that. You know, if you look at and I've, I've been in the television as an independent television producer and now going off into feature films. I, I live in that world and have been living in that world for the last 15 or 16 years. One of the things you learn as an independent producer whose job is to kind of create good ideas and then try to pitch them to a network is that every so often networks change their brand. For example, you know, TBS wanted to be the comedy network, you know, uh, TNT was going to be the drama network. And they only want content that fits that kind of brand category. So to have wrestling on TBS, because wrestling isn't really comedy, it can be funny, but it's not really comedy. There's storylines, but it's not really drama. There's action, but it's not really sports. You know, it's just like this odd fucking duck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like a platypus. You know, have you ever seen that with the fucking beak and the, you know. Yeah. And television, television executives who aren't wrestling fans go, well, well, what is this thing? It's, right. What is this, you know? And since they can't really wrap their heads around what it is, they tend just to not want it. And that's what happened with, with you know, people say, oh, what killed WCW? What killed WCW is AOL Time Warner didn't want wrestling on the network. That's it. It wouldn't have mattered if, if the, the, the ratings and the revenue would have been completely reversed. We would have gotten yanked because we didn't fit the bigger picture. That they had at that time, and plus that they they didn't know that in the year 2019 you could be drawing just two million dollars, two million viewers on a Monday night, and still be making 123 million dollars in revenue. Running it's a company a, like they, if they would have known that, they would have never gotten rid of wrestling. You know, so it's amazing when you yeah. think about you know when you think about what's a success now. You know, again, as an independent television producer, if I produce a one-hour you know reality show that draws 800,000 viewers. An episode that's considered a hit. <laughs> back back in our day, <laughs> right? I was like, like that what? Would, <laughs> that would have been considered, you know, kind of a free coupon to go to culinary school and pick <laughs> right. up whatever kind of a gig, because yeah. <laughs> right. But that's how frag fragmented and fractionalized it's become. You know what I'm saying? Nobody gets those type of ratings anymore. Nobody does. Nobody does. And it's going to get. It's going to become even more interesting because I think the technology. Right. It's evolving at such a rapid pace. And anytime technology evolves rapidly, it becomes less and less expensive. Right. But, I, you know, you're going to see more and more people having their own platforms that allows them to reach a worldwide audience for pennies on the dollar of what it used to cost. And that's nothing but exciting. Right. 100% because you can be your own content provider. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, Eric. What do you got? Anything you your your Twitter, your social media, whatever that you want to plug, please do. Oh, I'm basically a social media guy at e Bischoff. I, I stay pretty active there. I do a little bit of stuff on Instagram at the Eric Bischoff, but for the most part, I'm Twitter and just check us out. I'm you know 83 weeks drops every Sunday night at midnight. And now it is time once again for the Disco Inferno. Song pick of the week. 
Well, the guys out there like fat women over 15 stone. This one's called Whole Lot of Rosie. I guess there's a few of them. Show. She's got the pretty 
Lucharán dos de tres caídas sin límite de tiempo. En esta esquina, el santo y Yo, we're back with Disco's favorite segment of the show, the Mass Republic Minute. What it do, Kevin? Boom. I see. I think we have finally proven that point because Di is wearing his Mass Republic. He's a closet Mass Republic lover, and He's a, closet, uh, a lot of things. Th- this is. Uh, I can only speak to the things I know. Uh, this is proof of it right here. Arriba, arriba, ale, ale, arriba. Also, closet alt right. Listening to that. That's proving the point there, too. So, uh, anyway, uh, jumping into it this week. Uh, here, let, let's because DI did the favor and is, uh, you know, helping put over Master Public, let's talk Arriba, about Arriba. His, fav- his, his truly favorite part of the segment each week. Let's talk about Killer Cross Intraplayer, shall we? Arriba. You guys right. had uh, you guys had back to back TV tapings and and Twitch streams this past weekend. Um, and uh, oh, wait, so that Cro- was uh, yeah. Killer Cross posted a lot of stuff on his Instagram of him annihilating a lot of Mexican guys. He th- he was in the main event both nights and right. uh, on the on the winning side both nights. Uh, first uh, on Saturday, Cross, Rey Scorpion, and Tejano uh, beat Pagano, Psycho Clown, and Puma King. That's a big uh, and- win. A big win, and uh, now, how would how would if if AEW was keeping score of that of wins and losses, how would they rate that mat that score? Is that a is that a high score? Like is that how they're doing it with the like? Do you get more points for beating three guys, or how how does that work? Is that just a W? I think we're gonna have to wait and see what uh, how the how the that would points just be a W for Kevin work. Kevin Cross. And uh, I saw and I saw that move he's doing now. It's like an F five. But he's not going down with the guy. He just like throws him off, and the guy like spins like a helicopter and just lands on his face. It's a pretty impressive move. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then uh, on Sunday again, uh, crossing the main event, uh, teaming with Blue Demon and Daga, and they beat uh, La Parca, Psycho Clown, and Puma King. And really, uh, a big story <laughs> continuing the uh, Puma King and Cross feud that looks like it'll uh, you know continue to grow. So uh, from your your perspective, Conan, how were the uh, the shows wait, this past weekend? First, I don't want wait a minute. I want to ask questions here. Okay. Because um, I don't. A lot of us that are listening to this probably don't are not very do not know a lot about AAA. Uh, some of our fans watch it, obviously, and uh, they listen because of you. But give me t- tell me Conan right now because the business AAA business has been doing pretty well, right? Yeah. Tell me your hot storylines right now, like stuff that you think's like like the, the, the stuff that's drawing pretty good. Like what what do you got going on that's working that that you think is is a positive like some positivity you guys got going forward that that's like looks like you're, you're drawing good houses. What would you say? Well, it's just a combination of everything. It's the stars that they're going to see, the good matches, and then the storylines. The top well, storylines. The, the top storylines. Right. I'm going to tell you is obviously, you know. Uh, Dr. Wagner uh-huh. versus Blue Demon. Okay. They're going to have a mask versus hair match. Two yeah. legends which will culminate in Triple Mania. Okay. So that's kind of like give an example of two American wrestlers uh, at a level of whatever period of time. You know, like what they're going, like what they're doing now with what we were talking about yesterday, Brock and Undertaker. 
You know what I'm Brock and Undertaker in the wrestling, and why do they do in hair versus hair? Which well, is like wow, hair versus mask. But I'm saying yeah. very important things. Like wow, one guy's gonna really lose something here. Obviously, okay. So that's good. What else you got? Right. So and then obviously and and plus you've got to remember, and this is what we forget. That's why when I read. Uh, you know, stuff online, which I do very little of because most of them are fanboys and they want you to cater to their likes. And if I were to listen to fanboys, we'd have no business. So Wagner and Demon are two names, almost like uh, when they used to say back in the day, well, well, why are they using Sting and Impact so much? Because Sting brings advertisers, he brings sponsors, he brings eyes to the product, and it's a mainstream name that draws people. So right. these Blue are Demon. Two- Right. Blue Demon's doing a Burger King campaign, a national right. campaign in uh, in Mexico right now. Right. Yeah. So um, so those are our two big main event stars doing you know their thing. Then we've okay. got the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers, which depending who wins the championship in uh, on Saturday in Las Vegas, um, we'll have a rematch of that in um, Mexico City at Verano. That, that, was, that was a hot quick a hot shot angle you guys did, right? Right. Where the Bucks just came in and like, yeah, but it got right. good heat, right? Right. Yeah, got good. tremendous heat because people were mad. Okay. All right. Because um, basically what had happened was is the Lucha Brothers, just so you know and bring you up to date and the people that don't really follow wrestling, the champions were this guy called Tejano and a Scorpion, right? Right. And so they had the title for like a year. Mm-hmm. The Lucha Brothers came in and they beat them. Okay, me and the Lucha Brothers have heat on TV because everybody knows that I helped them. But now they've turned their back on me because I'm a fucking prick and they don't want to listen to me anymore. So now they fucking went to AAA and they're helping AAA and I'm going to do everything I can to take those titles. So I waited till they had finished their match and I showed up with the Young Bucks and told them, if you think you're so bad after they'd won the titles and gone through a 15 minute match, if you think you're so bad, why don't you take these guys on? Right. Mm-hmm. So they super kicked me. The match starts and they get beat. Everybody got mad because they got fucked in a match right. that wasn't announced by guys that some people didn't even know who the fuck they were. But right. they know now. You know right. what I'm saying? Right, right. So we're building back up to that. OK. Okay. Then we've got another one, which is our best high flyers, you know, Mysticis, Vikingo, Laredo, they're called the Jinetes del Aire. Basically, you know, that's their fucking name. Anyways, uh, air jockeys, that's kind of like their fucking name. And so they're going against the Mercenarios, which is uh, this other heel group that we have. And they've been going at it for like the last three months, okay? Where Parka brought in, well, Parka is like a mentor to these young guys, uh, the, the the Bikingo, Mysticis, and Laredo, the, the air jockeys. Parka is like their mentor. And the mercenarios have been beating up Parka, and they beat up his son, and they hit it. So anyways, this will culminate in Verano de Scandalo. That's another story. Okay. Then we have an underneath story with your boy, Hamburger Boy. And yeah. he's got this girl that he goes out with that she's called Big Mommy. And so there's this girl called Lady Maravilla who's gotten in between their relationship and so people are really into that storyline. So those are like the main ones. And then we have it's one like last one. I actually have a storyline 
Right. Where a guy and a girl are attracted to each other, and another right. girl is in between them, and right. like they haven't done an angle on Raw in like years, where where the guys are attracted to the girls, right? You know? <laughs> right. Like, right. It's just like common sense. And you, people, you bro, guys, and people are, show the guys should be trying to sleep with the girls. And you know? here's <laughs> right. And here's the thing, bro. It's such an easy angle because it's it's just as simple as here's this girl that's basically using this guy, right? But right. he doesn't see it. Everybody else does except him, right. and everybody can relate to that story, right? right. right. So everybody's kind of like don't leave your girl she's cool why are you going with this bitch you know what right, i'm saying right, yeah. and so people are really into it you know right. um so that's one and then the last story is one where we have fabia pachi which is our our most over female wrestler and she's got this she's got this feud with our heel ref where right. they're going to have a match in verano de scandalo <laughs> so it that's a disco there. special right there like being that. the guy who's not a full-time worker that comes in and gets the heat. Yeah. It's, right. it's it's sexism meets uh meets right. politics because the officiating the the governing body of the uh, of the organization has one of their officials is at odds with one of the female employees. Right. <laughs> and he's fucked her over and he's fucked her over right. in, in all her matches. So now they're gonna have a match. Right. right? So those are like our top storylines. What is Cross's storyline? Cross's storyline was and and I'll go back to Cross. Cross was. It was very weird because they, as you know, they started him off like a fucking monster. He was destroying everybody and everything in his past path. Mm-hmm. Then they just all of a sudden weren't doing anything with him, right? So then I came in and then we've got a huge problem in Mexico. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In Mexico, and you can ask Kevin, when do you see squash matches, uh, Kevin? Never. Never. So it's very hard to convince me to have him do squash matches. They don't like that. They, it's right. just something. And so I can't really do squash matches with him. A lot of the top guys really didn't want to work with him. So we kind of got that settled. Right. And now so we're he's got to get over killing guys, but he can't do it in matches. Right. So he's just so going to come in six right. mans and hit so the what, ring and wipe people out and stuff. Right. So right. what we did is now we put him with this guy called Puma King, who's very over. And they and they did this angle in um, wherever we were on Saturday, Tuxla Gutierrez, and it got really over. Okay, so but I'm basically I'm basically saving um, Kevin Cross, and I said it in an in ring I did on Sunday for I'm gonna send him after Pentagon, the guy that turned his back on me. Pentagon's right. coming back to TV probably in June, and right. we'll we'll have Pentagon and Kevin Cross, right. and Pentagon will get him over. So it's like yeah, so it's like now you've got. 
you got the fan favorite. They've told you to f off. You right. got a lot of heat, and everything. Right. It's just like okay, if you ever come back here, right? I, I, I'm a, this guy, I got the guy that's killing everybody. Like he's my friend, not my new friend. Right. right. And so basically, I, I did an in ring where I basically said, "You guys are going all around the world, and you're part time wrestlers here in AAA. Where well, the next time you come back here part time, this guy's gonna put you out full time." Yeah, Kevin right. Cross, the most dangerous, <laughs> yeah. sadistic. And you know Kevin, he's yeah. a fucking beast. Right. So that's what we're doing right now. And I just want to say this, uh, 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 Kevin, bro, Tuxlan Villarmosa is without a doubt, especially Villarmosa, it was like 100 degrees plus. Yeah. It was terrible. Everybody was exhausted. It was really tiring. The ring was really terrible. I, I'm, I'm surprised nobody got, got killed. Did you see that incredible movie Kingle did? Yes. Yeah. He had the all weekend. I mean, you know, thanks to the, the gift makers out there. But yeah. uh he had a number of spots that were yeah. just ridiculous yeah. this weekend, including and I guess they had done it before, um, as uh Eric from you know, our website pointed out, but uh it just it's the timeliness of it seemed awesome that um the spot we talked about on the show last week that uh Silver King and Ray did in WCW, and it's the first right. time anyone had seen it. Uh, they hit it this weekend, um, uh, and I guess he ha- he's been doing it regularly. But I just hadn't. Uh, hadn't he's seen a, it. he's he's cool. definitely the next big thing. He's a can't, oh yeah, and can't Whoa. miss superstar. And like yeah. we've talked about before, um, you know, the minute he has a visa, especially now with the the AAA relationship with AEW, uh, the sky's the limit for that guy. He's uh, yeah. he's he's yeah. something special. Uh, well, on on that note, we're gonna get out of here real quick. Uh, right now, there is a Huge sale going on at ProWrestlingTees.com. Uh, everybody on this show, Conan, D.I., JoJo, uh, and then a lot of the wrestlers that uh, Master Public represents, uh, Penta and Phoenix, uh, Solar, Psychosis, etc. You can uh, find 20% off of every shirt at Pro Wrestling Tees this week. Uh, just check out everyone's individual stores. And for our guys, you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash MassedRepublic. Uh, and next week, I'm going to start announcing some of the matches that we've uh, lined up for Expo Lucha. Uh, so we'll, we'll be back to do that. And uh, on that note, this segment has been brought to you by Consejo Mundial de Lucha Libre, Aero Lucha, Expo Lucha dot com luchacentral.com and and why don't you uh does that have heat with you uh, di the trailer yeah. all right why don't you announce the dates which i don't think you have of expo lucha um kevin yeah today. expo lucha is going to be in san diego on saturday august 17th and sunday august 18th it's four live events 100 luchadors and wrestling stars uh, dr wagner jr Kanek, tenieblas lita uh, from WWE. Uh, hopefully Conan will make it on Sunday. Disco is coming on down. Uh, plus Penta, Phoenix, Laredo Kid. A uh, number, pretty much uh, half at least, of the big stars that are going to be headlining Madison Square Garden for AAA uh, just a few weeks later are going to be there with us uh, at Expo Lucha. And uh, so ExpoLucha.com has your tickets and all your other information. Plus, unlike most conventions, uh, where when you go and you pay to get in the door, you still have to pay for autographs, pay for photos, etc. cetera, uh, or you're going to somewhere where an autograph maybe costs $60 or whatever. Once you buy your ticket to Expo Lucha, you are in, and you have already paid for, with that ticket, uh, photos and autographs from almost everybody there. And if you're a VIP member, then that includes everybody. Uh, so check it out, ExpoLucha.com. All right. Thank you. I, I want to thank you, Kevin, for being on the Mass Republic Minute. Boom. 
Are you guys ready for the world infamous disco list? Yes. Yes. All right. Let's start off with the Canadian contingency, D.I. Lord Cyrus of Moldavia. He's still on the list. He's not from Moldavia. He with you? Oh, he's from, from Winnipeg. Right. Not Moldavia, yeah. Uh, Lance Storm. Still on the list. Snowflake? Yep. Always. Nice. Paul security to the stars, including Chris Jericho Lazenby. Uh, you mean Jericho's hired goon? I like that. Yeah. Guy. Yeah, he's on the list. 
Um, what do you think about his book being a, a when, when we were bouncers or something like that? Yeah, from, from back when it's like a book about him being a goon. Yeah, right. Two books. Right. There was yeah, when we were when we were bouncers too. Also, he's got two. Right. Uh, Scott Tuggles Diamore. He's on the list for being disrespectful and not being a true Italian. Wow. There's yeah. two Italians you have a heat with, him and Pat Kenny. Well, yeah. Kenny's more of an Irishman, right? He's, he is an Irishman. He's not Italian. He actually calls me an I-Italian. Yeah. Like very, very slang, like disrespectfully. Right. Yeah. Uh, Chris, I just moved into Gigantic Mansion, uh, Jericho. Uh, that's He's still on the list. He's going to be in Vegas here, so maybe I'll get him to publicly apologize. Maybe we'll uh, – should we, run in, should we run, run in, in on it and make an apologize? Yeah, we should. We should. Definitely. Just do a beatdown first. Uh, this guy's all-around nice guy, babyface assassin on the Hall of uh, – keeping it 100 Hall of Fame, Ted Irvine. Uh, he's still dad. Yeah, definitely mm. still on the list. Do you think he's been disrespectful? Uh, absolutely. He called me a punk and a wimp and a twerp for, uh, publicly, and he's, it sounds like he's ready to fight. If we if I ever see him back in like the Al Capone days, I would have been fighting words. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Lance Storm's daughter Rebecca Evers, who has thrown shade at you on Twitter, she's still on the list for that specifically and categorically. <laughs> this guy wrote me the other day. He'd never heard the show. Like he, the first show he ever heard was like 100. The one I think Eric was on. Right. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck is a disco list? And I go, guys that have heat with disco, listen to previous shows and you'll find out. And then he listened to some previous shows and he popped. <clears throat> but he was listening to this for the first time and he had zero clue <laughs> going yeah. on. Uh, the uh, North Kakalaki contingency, Matt Hardy, Jeff Maxwell, Wolfgang Rebbe, Senor Benjamin, and Shane Helms. Uh, all those rednecks are still on the list. 1,000%. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs, Blue Fingernails, and Purple Toenails. Uh, still on the list, regardless of the color. It could be blue, green, or, or white. It's still been on the list. Um, Mark Madden calling you Buglebeak. Uh, he's on the list. He's getting it on Twitter today, too. I don't know what he's fighting over here. <laughs> yeah, like she's in Vegas, though. He's in Vegas, too. Oh, he's he will about. be in Vegas? Yeah. He yeah. came in for the Ric Flair roast. He's not doing that. He's doing some <laughs> other stuff at StarCast, so. We, it's about, oh, he is? It's about that yeah. time he comes back on, I think. Yeah. What's he doing at StarCast, do you know? Uh, I think he's doing something about the money. Well, some of these panels they have, they have all these panels. Right. Um, <clears throat> Vince Russo, his singing and his Twitter followers. All of them are on the list, especially the Twitter followers. They're deplorable. Um, so he's not going to be at StarCast, right? Does he still have some sort of heat with Cody Rhodes? Yeah. Well, I don't know if there's still heat, but he's definitely not He's definitely not going to be at StarCast. And, no. uh Yeah, the, the uh, Truth With Consequences show just changed up. Uh, I guess they're changing up formats. Yeah, you just were on the show with Matt Coon, right? You did uh, yeah. Lions, Tiger, Tigers, Bears, and Disco with him and, and commiserated on your hatred of uh, Rus- of the Russo brand. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the Twitter followers for sure. <laughs> do they do they bother you too or no? Yeah, they, they used to. What happened? You blocked them? I blocked a lot of them, yeah. I like the fact that you blocked grapplers one through eight and that there's actually eight different guys and not one guy pretending he's seven. There's there some of the guys that go after Kuhn a lot. Yeah. That's one of the reasons that he's not on the show anymore. They're, 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 they're awful people. But let me ask you a question. Is this because, <clears throat> again, I'm, I'm super outside looking in. Is he kind of being a snowflake because Kuhn is riling these people up from what Joe and you have been telling me and then he can't take it? Or are these guys just fucking jack-offs that are going over the line? They're trolls that go over the line. That's all they are. Okay. I've never run, uh, I've never run a foul uh, of the grapplers yet, luckily for me. So uh, I had just what? said I've I never ran a foul of the grapplers yet. I think uh I love when you get buried and you get hot. Uh the conspiracy horsemen. 
uh, well, they're all on the list, especially Stevie Richards for calling uh, Russian vids a credible source. Right. What up? Yeah. How about the one guy that supposedly buried Lex Luger? Big, big, <laughs> Isn't he one of the sperm? Yeah, right. Big Salfer yeah. laughing at Lex Luger uh, in the wheelchair or something like that. I don't know what the email yeah. said. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Pat Simon Diamond. People kept telling me the reverse battle royal was on Raw. I didn't see no reverse battle royal. They, uh, they, because again, I only saw the condensed version, but it looked to me right. like for the 24 7 title, they, they all had to run to the ring to get to the belt. So that's, right. that's, you know, first person into the ring to get the belt. It's almost, because reverse battle royal, obviously you were throwing people into the ring. I don't know, it was, it was a similar concept, but I thought it was... It could not be as bad as what Simon Diamond came up with. But anyway, the reverse battle royal, which was voted the worst worked match of 2006 right. by the Observer, and the term Watts approved. All of those are still on the list. Plus, you don't believe you ever met Bill Watts, correct? No, and he was... Uh... And plus, he was very disrespectful when he was on the show last week. He was very disrespectful. Well, we did. Yeah, we ambushed him. him. No, no, we invited him on the show on the spur of the moment. So, and he he uh, he called. He he basically outed you, Conan. That you're the you you uh, you throw gas on the fire. Yeah, he said you're an instigator. Yeah. Uh, he could be correct. Marcus Everett, the kid that wins flat. Yes. Soundless. Uh, JoJo, the Creative Control Network, the pro wrestling tea store in his room. Oh my God! Those are all on the list. Toys. Do you, do you like how he took the toys down, hoping the room would get off the list, and pretending like we don't think he still doesn't play with them? <laughs> I'm not sure if that's why he did it, but it, I did notice that. Yes. Yeah, spring cleaning. I was just remodeling. Totally coincidence. Uh, Shark Boy. Oh, that's the. He's he's on the list. Is there more heat because his son's his homecoming king, and he was wearing allegedly. A allegedly. allegedly. Yeah. Right. Uh, Raven and his stand-up comedy on the list. Joy DeFalco. That little son of a bitch. I'm yeah. going to see him this weekend at the FSW Arena, I'm sure. Any um, chance of it getting, getting physical? I don't know if it's going to get physical, but I don't have, we're going to have words. But it will get verbal? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, the Burning Man Man. The guy that got messed up on fentanyl, flacca, and bath salts at the Burning Man concert and thought he was the Burning Man and ran into the fire and burned to death? That guy? And Sherms and Shrooms. Shrooms. Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah he's on the list. All right. Jay George. Uh, he's on the list. Any extra heat because he's in China still? No. Right. Uh, Anything from Jay George? Yeah, he sent something in here. You got to set up here. A little YouTube clip. That's 39 seconds long. That's, I like it. Wasn't Felicia Rose supposed to send something in about some... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Guy that was burying her or no? Uh, yeah, she did. A, she sent it in a couple. She did. She sent it in a couple weeks ago burying the illumination. But I also have a clip from her. Uh, Mike Durbin sent to me. So, But here, goes, right. here goes the J. George clip from apparently China. Yeah. 
it's your boy Jay George coming at you live from Shanghai at the OWE Training Center. You know, during my downtime, I've been teaching these guys how to speak English and how to cut promos because I'm gonna show that even in broken English, these guys can still cut better promos than Mitch Valentine, Adrian Thomas, and all the other jabronis that send in promos to the show. So this is my homie Sky. Show him what I've taught you so far. Of course. Hey Mitch, you know who I am? I'm Sky, the best Taiwan wrestler. You know, I hear that's the one thing. The judge, fuck your mom. And I will fuck your mom and fuck you up. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a <laughs> minute. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that, here, yeah. That's that, that's kind of that uh, heated words in the China, that Chinese. That's kind of guy, yeah, right? that's that's over with Number me. Number one Taiwanese yeah, wrestler. Valentine's gonna have, I wonder what Mitch Valentine's response is gonna be for that one, huh? Wow. Wow. Short to the point. Good job, Jay George. Um Did Mitch guys... Valentine. <clears throat> He's on this. All right. Do you want to hear this this thing that uh Mike Durbin sent him with Felicia Rose? All right. All right. Good chance he might be blocked from here on out. So <laughs> Boom. Well, one final question. Uh, can can we do F Mary Kill? Oh, sure. Uh, okay, Conan, Disco Inferno, and JoJo Feeney. Interesting. I'd probably marry JoJo because he's super sweet. Yeah. I definitely oh. fuck Conan because it's Conan. <laughs> and and you know, not just because like oh, I'd fuck Conan. I just mean like you know, out of that list, you fuck Conan. Who would you'd fuck Conan? Come on. Oh. And I kill Di, but I actually wouldn't. I don't like kill as like the last option. Like disregard as a human. Yeah, yeah, that's Di. Yeah, Whoa. sure. But yeah, I'd marry JoJo because he's really nice. Yeah. So Di got the kill on that one. Yeah. Let I me mean, here. All right. What else we got? <laughs> don't make me have to bury you. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, Mike Beltran's mustache, the ref from UFC. Uh, he's on the list, especially. I want to see if anything ever happens to him and Jack Swagger. Yeah, going forward. Yeah, because they look like they had. I'd him. like to see a comp. <laughs> Jet Blaine's room. Still on the list with all the toys. Uh, Kevin Klein, Triple A, and Arrow Lucha. Both of those are still on the list. For God's sakes, every week. Come on. Ryan Satin and his girlfriend Erica Steiner. Still on the list. He'll be at Starcast, right? Sure, yeah, he will. Probably, Everybody in their mother's going to there. be there. It's like it's not a, like appearing at Starcast. It's not a big I, deal anymore. No, that's yeah. because everybody's there, you know. Yeah. Uh, and half the marks are, are give me the are, name that are actually you, performing. Give me the name that you saw, and you were like, "Okay, this has really gone downhill." Mike Durbin. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's out. He's out. Him and him and Hambone bailed out on uh, on Starcast. <laughs> Russian bids four on the list. That schmuck. He 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 does these tweet storms and posts this stuff. And still just refuses to – he still thinks that Vince McMahon had something to do with 9-11. Like he was, like he was in on it. That's still the stupidest shit I've ever what heard. What an idiot. Plus he sent me this thing. I told you about this by Neil Tyson Degrassi, the, the astrophysicist, right. you know, mm-hmm. quoting him, right, where he was actually wrong on the quote. And I sent him the actual book right. and the quote from the book, and he still disregards that. Right. So he uses a guy to reference that I'm wrong. And then when I correct him with the same guy, he still denies it. So right, you're yeah. just in total denial. An idiot. He's an making idiot. either money off of this or an idiot or both. Uh, hugely. He's on the list still. Jesus. He's, uh, he's doing a great job on that YouTube channel, though, isn't he? he so that's is. the only no, thing he's he doing. Independent, New Japan, Mexican, and women's wrestling. All of them are still on the list. Uh, Seth Rollins' knee. Still on the list. 
Uh, does he get any extra credit that he saw the f- finale of Game of Thrones? And- no, nothing. Okay. That's that's still going to do that. All right. WWE creative. All on the list still. For sure. 100%. X-Pac. On the list still. For bearing you on Twitter also, Yeah, right? there'll be a star cast. I'm going to have to confront him too. We just need to do various run-ins. Meltzer rating system. All the, all the stars, everything's still on the list. All right. She's a lady. So, um, uh, uh, where can people find you? What do you got going oh, on? What pictures drops, you got up on IG? Thursday night at the FSW Arena, I'm on a show called Raja, Raja Live, whatever. I'm doing something there. I'm on a show at the FSW Arena Friday at noon. Raja, Raja what, what are you doing, doing there? It's like a, 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 a match? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you're wrestling? Yeah. The All group right. is called Raja. So, um, also, uh, you can catch me on Russo Brand, uh, Lion Stockers, Bears, and Disco. Drops Fridays on the Realm Network. Uh, you can catch me uh, at the Real Disco on Twitter, at Disco Master GG on Instagram, um, and Snapchat. And you can catch me at Sapphire Gentleman's Club if you're in town for StarCast. Dial 702-303-3430. We'll send you a limo over to the Tuscany to pick you up, bring you back to Sapphire for free, get you in for free, and get your free drinks. Want to come see some boobies. Uh, so if you're going to go see Disco, whether in Las Vegas or you're going to see him at Sapphires, there is a protocol. You don't just run up on him and start chopping it up. You uh, pose a compliment, a, a compliment, and then then the question. You can talk to him one to three minutes if you put him over additional time. If you're not annoying and you tell him you've got it like that, at no time will there be any direct eye contact. The $20 handshake gets an autographed picture or another round. If you're drunk or obnoxious, and especially if you don't put them over, you will hear this. Take one guy from the front door to back reception. At which point you can tell them, you go, girl, because they're kicking you out or you're getting 86, which is permanent removal. Tremendous news, Joe. Hugs are back on the table, especially for cute transgenders. That's true. And this is for for, uh, gentlemen's collars. And since the summer's coming, he will do it topless. The hand job of the week is a strawberry daiquiri. And you can witness this in 3D or virtual reality. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the 3D glasses or VR goggles are not included. This is from 3 to 5 a.m. in the morning. And it is a limited offer. Yo, boom. First come, first serve. What do you got going, Joe? <laughs> well, uh, there's currently a sale on ProWrestlingTees.com. So, of course, Conan has a shirt store there. DI has a shirt store there. Mass Republic and myself. Uh, if you go to ProWrestlingTees.com and use the code SPRING, you get 20% off your entire order uh, until May 27th. On the uh, Creative Control Network, I'm going to have Jimmy Jacobs returning to Creative Control with Joe Feeney. Hopefully next week I'll, I'll be releasing that. Uh, on Hambone Show, DI, you're going to like this one. Grappler 6 and 8 were Hambone's Ooh, recent Jesus guests Christ. on the Hambone oh, Show. So uh, the Marks are interviewing other Marks, which yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Unbelievable. Right. right. They, they, the Grapplers draw good numbers for, for a fact. I don't know. Those guys have a nice following. Uh, what a Rush with Road Warrior Animal. Uh, Animal and his co-host Joe Roderick discuss present. You like how he tries to put over the Grapplers so they won't so they bury don't, him. I don't, right. anything, I don't want anything right. to do with them. What a... <laughs> Pussy, go ahead. 
on what a rush at Road Warrior Animal. Uh, Animal and his co-host Joe Roderick discuss present day. Who? Wait a minute. Will, will. Who's his co-host? Joe Roderick. Him and Joe Roderick have who on? Uh, well, they discuss today's WWE product, and Animal talks about uh, his experiences working with Vince McMahon. Uh, on an honorable mention with Shane Hagdorn and Jeff Schwartz, they have uh, Dave Lagana again, as I mentioned last week, uh, currently running the NWA with Billy Corgan. Uh, used to run uh, write for WWE <laughs> Impact and Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Highway to Helms with Shane Helms returns this week. Shane had to take last week off. He was on a European tour with WWE, but the show will return Friday. And uh, on uh, It's Husey Hello, uh, he has Dave Landau. And also uh, Dave Landau is the co-host of the Anthony Cumia show. And also, uh, wait a minute, from Opie and Anthony. You guys don't remember Opie and Anthony? All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he co-hosts the show with Anthony now, and he was also on Last Comic Standing. And uh, also on his Husey Hello, good news this week, it is the top five Billy Joel songs with myself and Okay, Husey. wait a minute. Keep that for your... <laughs> I mean, if there's any bands or artists you guys want us to do a list for, we'll be happy. All right. Put that on your network or on his show. You have 90 other shows you can promote that on. So that's it. Uh, other than that, check out my prosling, tsorprosling.com slash cc with Joe Feeney. That's it. I'm just busting your balls, Joe. What do you? Go- okay. I, I'm gonna go to one of these shows because Vince Russo has heat with me. He, he, and you can send this to him. Vince Russo. Let me see. I want to see myself. Vince Russo, you invited me to your show uh, like four years ago to go over an REO uh, album. Okay, that has yet to transpire. I'm gonna give you one more month to in- to invite me, and if you don't, yeah, then I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go. Say, I'm gonna tell Vince to put play this on his show. We'll play this clip. Yeah. yeah. I'll send it over. All right. Um, uh, okay, so, yo, you can – anything else, Joe? No, that's it. That's it. All right. So, yo, you can check me out at StarCast this Friday doing some sort of meet and greet. I don't even know what time it's going to be. I am really hoping to get as faded as I can and do various unannounced – some of them maybe even boarding on rude run-ins. And if Disco will join me on any of them, I'd love to have him. And you can check me out on Twitter or Facebook at K-O-N-N-A-N-5150. Saturday, we're going to be in Querétaro. Uh, we're doing TV there, live on Twitch.com. Um, and obviously, uh, uh, Pursuit, Impact, Disco will be on there. I'll be on there on Fridays uh, and also on Twitch.com. And you can check me out Saturday on MLW on BN Sports. Um, I want to thank everybody that's been listening to the show that's followed us over to our home, the MLW. Spread the word to friend or fro. Please check out our Patreon at Conan.me. I've been sending Joe a lot of stuff that he's been putting up there. So there's always stuff on Patreon to keep you happy and um, keep writing in those letters. Uh, Thank you very much for listening to Keeping It 100. Boom. Please help support Keeping It 100 with Conan at the Patreon site at patreon.com slash Conan and Conan.me where you can find exclusive audio clips, full unedited segments, weekly video, listener roundtables, match watch-alongs, live content from shows I attend, and so much more. Please subscribe on your podcast provider and leave a rating and a review. And you can check out t-shirt stores for Conan, Disco Inferno, Master Republic, and myself at ProWrestlingTees.com. If you'd like to send in a question or a song for the Juicy Seal of Approval, please send them in to k100questions at gmail.com. The official Keeping It 100 with Conan Facebook is at facebook.com slash k100conan, where I'm constantly posting audio clips from the show, YouTube videos, event posters, putting up polls for the show, and so much more. 
And finally, you can check out the highly successful official Keeping It 100 YouTube channel at Keeping It 100 Official, manned by Husey, and which just passed over 1 million views. There's always a plethora of conversation going on over there and some exclusive content as well. Thank you very much for listening and check us out every Thursday here on MLW Radio. Let's talk about another famous match you did get to have. Uh, Tokyo Dome, what was the date? February 10th, 1990. If, if Terry Funk was sitting here, he would say, my eye, Stan, <laughs> you and Vader, you knocked his eyeball out of his face. <laughs> and it's on tape. You know, my... Talk to me about I this. I can't really see. I don't know if his <laughs> eye came out or not, you know. But, uh, I, I saw the tape. It was hanging down to about yay. Yeah, well... Believe me. Because now Leon has no has no uh, uh, righteous indignation grounds to talk about potatoes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I, the way I say it is he deserved it. <laughs> no, I'm joking. You know, Leon knows that too. But you he, know? Was, I he, mean, he was, was just, throwing I mean, those we were hammering he, each just, other. I mean, you know. you know, Leon's Leon. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's a big old, big guy, strong guy, fast guy. I mean, you know, he can hit. And uh, I was hanging on, and, uh, you know, it's just uh, one of those things that happen. And, uh, you know, uh, I think the line in your book is, I squinted because it looked like his eyeball was hanging out on his cheek. <laughs> and, it, 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 you know, well, he was... pulled his mask off, you know, because yeah. and, and, and he just told me this at uh, WrestleMania when I, I ran into him, you know, and he was saying, you know, he says, when you came up, he said, Anoki said, I want you to carry the the big uh, Vader gimmick. I want you to yeah. carry it up into the ring. And he says, you know, this is Stan Hansen in the ring, you know. Do you, you think he's going to let me walk up and walk up on the apron? and Carry this know, giant prop and all that, yeah. So anyway, sure enough, he did that. And I <laughs> ran over and I, I, I drilled him somehow in the... The mask or something, or it, was it the bell? I, you know, I can't remember, but it, it broke his nose right off the bat. Yeah. He said he went down, you know, went down on the thing and dropped the deal. And, ah, you know, it's just, I mean, right well, up, before least, he even got into the ring. And then once he got into the ring, he was pissed off, right? I'm sure he, he was coming off. And here man. he's coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was hanging. <laughs> but it, Take it, it easy, Leon. That's what I was saying in the ring. <laughs> Take it easy, Leon. <laughs> and I was back. Anyway. Uh, at, at least later on when you knocked his eyeball out, it took his mind off his broken nose. Yeah, that's it. Each of us has a purpose. We are destined to do something meaningful. Not only to support our loved ones, but to positively impact our communities throughout the country. What do you think a private Christian education looks like? Grand Canyon University offers over 175 high-quality online programs across nine colleges. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.